March 8, 2006, Tucson, Arizona. Today was my first day as a professional ball player. I have to admit, it was pretty cool. Understand that I've been doing my homework and reading up about the White Sox organization. Not just about the big leaguers, of course, but about the top prospects Chicago has throughout their minor league system. And as I made my way out to the minor league fields this morning, under warm and gloriously blue skies, I was like a kid at his very first ball game. All around me were the players I had read about for years, guys like Jim Tomey, El Duque, Orlando Hernandez, Juan Uribe, Scott Podsednik, and on and on. All big leaguers up close and in person. They were all wearing crisp and clean Chicago White Sox uniforms, and I had to keep reminding myself that I was now one of their colleagues. Well, of course they make a little more money than I do, and in truth, the major leaguers have nicer caps than the cheesy ones that the minor leaguers get. I would later learn that the cap hierarchy was a good way to figure out who was on the fast track. Only the best and brightest prospects warranted the fully fitted White Sox caps. Everybody else, like me, had the low-rent one-size-fits-all cap. I would later find out that these top prospects would get called up to play in a few major league spring training games, and that's where they would receive the fancy hats. These caps, of course, became treasured possessions, and the minor leaguers wore them like status symbols. By the way, it looks as though the White Sox do a good job at calling up a lot of minor league prospects in spring training to give them a taste of playing with the major leaguers. I hear that other organizations don't call up any minor leaguers or call up only a very few at the end of spring training when the veterans feel that they have had enough and are ready to start their season. But the White Sox would take it easy on their major league veterans and let them just play four or five innings, and then the minor leaguers would take over. This gives the major leaguers a break and it gives the minor leaguers a thrill. Because of this philosophy, there were a lot of prospects walking around with nice hats. After a week or so, I started to see some guys who I knew weren't top prospects walking around with nice hats, and I couldn't believe that they had been called up to play in the Major League Spring training games. I finally asked my roommate, Hey, Shafe Dog, did Marino get called up to a Major League game? Schaefer answered flatly, No, why? I explained, well, he's got one of the nice hats on that they give to all minor leaguers who get called up. Schaefer started to laugh. Wolf man, they sell those stupid hats at the local mall for 15 bucks. I'll buy you one later today if you want to seem important. Trust me, though, I've tried it all before, and it really doesn't make a difference. You are not going to fool anyone with a fancy cap. And so with that conversation, I figured out that there are prospects, and then there are suspects who buy hats at the mall. Any player who felt the need to buy a fancy hat at the mall was definitely not a prospect. The first impression I had of the major leaguers, by the way, was that they are huge. I mean, I'm a pretty decent-sized guy at 6'1", 185 pounds, but compared to guys like Tommy, a mountain of a man, or even El Duque, I'm a mere mortal. The same goes for the vast majority of the minor leaguers as well. These are, generally speaking, very large people. We didn't really do much in terms of actually playing ball today. There were no games, but we did exercise, throw a little bit, and strut around in the Arizona sun. It felt good to work the kinks out and to bask in the warm realization that I really am a professional baseball player. Following is John's father, Rick's response. The first thing I remember about spring training is that, unlike in high school or college ball, here you are surrounded by a veritable army of ball players, all of them decked out in similar uniforms. In my day, we all wore gray Detroit Tigers double nets with a very inexpensive cap. But as noted, there were dozens of players. 
There weren't just two or three catchers in camp, there had to be at least fifteen. There weren't just a few middle infielders, there were at least thirty. There weren't a few left-handed pitchers, they were all lined up, at least two dozen deep. And all of these guys, you could be sure, were superstars in high school or junior college or at four-year colleges. Some got big bucks just to sign their name to a contract. And most importantly, they could all play the game. Psychologically, just to make sure I didn't feel like I was at the bottom of the heap, I remember always looking around for a player or two that I seemed to be better than. Fortunately, even on that first day, there were one or two, but not many. I just remember hoping that whatever these coaches were looking for, that hopefully I was making a good impression on them. Nobody wants to get cut on the very first day of spring training.